Hi guys, welcome back to The Property King. So for today, we're going to be talking about what will happen to your condo after 50 years, okay? Um, is it a myth that after 50 years, you can't use your condominium anymore, diba? Because it's a common conception among condominium investors that it's only for 50 years. So why is that in the first place? Why do people think that condominium is only good for 50 years? One of the main reasons because of the old corporation code that says that a corporation can only last up to 50 years, okay? And after that 50 years, you'll have to extend the life of the corporation, No, uh, The shareholders would have to vote, and if majority decides that, okay, you want to extend the life of the corporation, then they can do so upon voting for majority of uh, 50% plus 1, Okay, they can extend it for another 25 years. So that was, in a sense, applied to condominiums because once a condominium is turned over to its owners by the developer, uh, they form a corporation. Okay, so since corporation, in essence, before, in the old corporation code, is only valid for 50 years, that's why there was this conception that condominiums can only last for 50 years. So last February 20, 2019, uh, that a new law or a new revised corporation code was enacted. It's called the Republic Act Number One One Two Three Two, or the Revised Corporation Code. So in that law, in that new law, it makes the ease of doing business in the Philippines a lot better uh, by making sure that number one, the lifespan of a corporation is already perpetual. So meaning, if you establish a new corporation in the Philippines, lifetime nasa. Okay, so it's not for 50 years lang, they're renewable for another 25 years, okay? This time, it's perpetual already. So that makes it easier for, you know, businesses, especially foreign investors, when they come in, when they establish a corporation here, they don't have to think about renewing it every 50 years and then 25 years thereafter, okay? So that's a good news about condominiums since it's also part of the corporation code when you establish a corporation, Lifetime na siya, perpetual na siya. Another reason why people think that, you know, the condominiums are only good for 50 years because in the Condominium Act of the Philippines, it says there, the assumption is after 50 years, a condominium becomes obsolete and uneconomical. So what do you mean by that? Obsolete in the sense that uh, because, of course, with the advancement of technology, uh, the features of the building might not be applicable anymore to modern times after 50 years. And at the same time, there's natural wear and tear. Apart from that, okay, maybe the expenses of maintaining the building will not be commensurate to the amount of income. Let's say you're renting it out, or it's no longer practical to maintain the condominium and pay for the maintenance expenses. Kasi masyado na siyang mataas. So maybe the property taxes have been rising up. The cost of maintenance due to inflation might be increasing, especially if it's an old building where it will require you know, a lot of maintenance already. So that's the common conception before, especially when the law was conceived before. But the, the law doesn't, the Condominium Act does not prescribe automatically that after 50 years, the condominium should be obsolete, okay? That's only one of the factors. But again, it's the corporation or the condominium association, the owners who will determine if it's indeed, you know, um, uneconomical anymore. So let's say 50% plus one or the majority of the condominium owners, the condominium 
shareholders decide that, okay, it's no longer economical. It's 50 years already. We think that it's not practical. Let's sell the condo. And if the majority vote is passed, then that's time they sell the property. The only reason why, you know, the condominium will have to be condemned without the, you know, the the majority decision of the owners is if there's a natural calamity that hits or a damage that hits the building. Let's say there's a big earthquake, you know, that hit the condo and then it was severely damaged. And then the government authority says that they inspect the building and then it's no longer safe to live in the building. They have to condemn it. Then that's a time, okay, since it's, no, it's already a threat to to the safety of the residents, then even if they don't necessarily agree with it, they have no choice. They have to follow. It's for their own good. It's for their own safety. It's for their own protection, okay? So once, you know, this is met, then they will have to choose among three things. Number one, they can choose to sell the building to another entity, another developer or individual, an investor, and then they just share from the proceeds. Number two, they can tear down the building and build another building, okay, use their own funds to do it, uh, and, uh, you know, share the proceeds accordingly, proportionate to their shares in the condo, okay. And the last is to sell everything, you know, uh, sell the land, and then get proceeds. Your share of the proceeds of the sale of the building, of the condominium, will be dependent on the size of your unit relative to the total floor area that's livable in the building, in the condominium. Okay, so when it comes to the stake in the condominium corporation, how do we figure that out? So for example, your unit is a three-bedroom unit, 100 square meters. Your stake and voting power compared to a studio unit, if you are owning a three-bedroom at 100 square meters, will be higher. So for example, uh, there's a another unit owner for a 30 square meter studio and you own a three-bedroom at 100 square meters. When the condominium is sold, then since you have a three-bedroom, you'll get a higher stake in the proceeds, okay, a higher share. When it comes to voting naman, since you have a bigger unit, your voting power is higher then. Okay, so it, it follows in the sense, it, it's relative to the size of the unit when it comes to your stake in the condominium corporation. So the developers right now are building condominiums that are meant to last for more than 50 years, okay? As opposed to before when the law was conceived, the Condominium Act was conceived. Um, you know, the technology when it comes to construction, the type of materials that were being used are not as advanced as it is right now. But most reputable developers, especially the bigger ones, okay, uh, they build the condominiums. Ideally, it's designed to last more than 50 years. Of course, barring any natural calamity, okay, and major structural damage to the condominium brought about by these, you know, fortuitous events that we can't really control, natural events. You know, condominiums are built, right now, are built to last more than 50 years. So that's the good news about it. And what you need to take into consideration as well is if the property being sold is a freehold or a leasehold property because there's a difference between the two. When you say freehold, this is what you call the perpetual ownership, meaning when you buy the property, uh, the title, your ownership, is for life. It's not going to end after 50 years. It's not going to end after 99 years, 100 years. Okay, It's yours for life. So you can pass it on to your heir. So as long as the condominium is not condemned or 
the condominium owner, so condominium corporation does not vote to, you know, to sell the property or deem it uneconomical or inhabitable, then you can continue to have ownership over the property and even pass it on to your heirs, okay? So that's the beauty of perpetual ownership. But you have to check if the building you're buying into, the condominium you're buying into, is a, a perpetual type of ownership or freehold or if it's a leasehold. Because sometimes there are certain developments, especially if the main target market are foreigners, since foreigners can't own land in the Philippines, some of the properties are just being sold for leasehold. Okay? But it's not quite common right now. Why? Because you know the industry has evolved in such a way that the buyers would tend to ask for perpetual ownership rather than leasehold ownership. And in the Philippines, since we still have you know large tracts of land that we can still develop, we are still in the position to really sell our properties for a freehold type of ownership as opposed to countries like Hong Kong, Singapore, and other advanced economies wherein space is very, you know, very limited already and property values have gone so high, you know, uh, developers decide just to sell their properties on a leasehold uh, type of arrangement or even the government decides, you know, mandates that uh, that particular zone where the property is located should only be sold on a leasehold basis and not a freehold basis, okay? So, but again, it pays to double-check. You can always ask your agent, check your contract, ask the developer if it's indeed a freehold or a leasehold property, just to be on the safe side, okay? So that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. Again, this is RK of Property King. And remember, let's all grow wealthy together. Goodbye.